Real Talk Weekend with me, Pastor Dr. James Sutton. Just want to share some thoughts with you, Real Talk. People join church every weekend and people leaving the church every day. There's always a question that I pose. Why do people leave church? And I, and I guess I'm going to phrase it differently. One of the reasons why people leave church because it might be a cult. So how do you know if your church is turning into a cult? And a lot of times people think it's so sinister that you know it's, the, the devil may be behind it. But if it could be good leadership that's in a panic that have to result to tactics that eventually turn your church into a cult. What I see a lot of times is the pastor has a vision and in the vision with the few people that he may have, he wants to immediately go out and indebting the church with a building. And with the building comes the mortgage and all the normal functions of things to pay. And he wants a salary. Now, let's think realistic. The debt load. If you're paying more than 80% of what you take in in the church goes towards the building and the pastor's salary, then you are in trouble. Because... Most of the money that's taken in is not going to be used for ministry. It's going to be used to maintain the edifice that the pastor has decided that God wanted to give him. Now, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with having mortgages, but it does become a problem and a burden, a hindrance, when, you know, those saying where your eyes are bigger than your stomach or you have champagne taste on a beer budget. What that basically says for those who don't know, your budget, what you really have, is, is, is much smaller than what you want. And what you want to do is put God to the test and say, well, God, you told me to get this, so you have to uh, fund it. And now the people that were following you are pressed every Sunday. And again, they're pressed so hard that you start using cultic tactics, control tactics from the pulpit and leadership style to where freedoms are being taken away. I've been to churches where there's three and four offerings and the offerings are based upon one, two, three, or four on what's collected. I've also been to a church where a pastor figured out people were coming in late trying to miss the offering. So he would have offering at the end to try to catch everybody. See, those are dangerous tactics and, and, and not godly. They're from desperate men, desperate, desperate leadership, who's trying to hold on to something maybe they should have never, ever got. God doesn't want you to be foolish. He wants you to be wise as a serpent, as gentle as a dove. And for some reason or another, when we come to church, we sit on the best part of our mind. Another sign of a church that's becoming a cult or influenced by witchcraft when you are encouraged 
to let go of your mind and empty out your mind. There's nowhere in the Bible does it tell you to practice emptying out your mind. Matter of fact, it can be very dangerous to empty out your mind because what you believe is that if you empty out your mind, you will have the mind of Christ. But the Bible doesn't say that's the way to do it. You are being changed by the Holy Spirit that resides in you with your mind active. Your mind is being renewed. You don't empty it out. <clears throat> you weigh things out. You measure them out. You do things that are good and godly. To put a church into debt to the point that it would take 200 members to fund it and to fund the ministry that you want to do, and you only have 10, that doesn't make sense. And people become disgruntled and dismayed because all it becomes about is the money. Uh, I was in a situation whereas it got so bad that the only reason we were having to offer it was to pay the pastor's salary. Well, you know how long that lasted. Not too long, and the church had to close. And I always thought about, what's wrong with staying at the church that you're in? Why do you have to have bigger and better? That's uh, an American way to look at things, that God wants you to have bigger and better. Why can't you have three or four services in the building that you're in that's already paid for? Or pick a small space and then use good economic uh, markers to decide whether it's feasible to move. Whereas everything can get paid, you can still do great ministry uh, and go out to the streets and do things for other people. It's not wrapped around paying the mortgage and paying the salary, salary of the pastor or the leadership. Uh, in a situation or a situation now, whereas there's four or five people getting checks and there's only 10 people, but they're not doing any ministry. But the people are so cultish that the leadership wants to find a way to continue to get their check. But nothing is mentioned about ministry. People join the church and they don't even get a Bible, a pamphlet, a booklet, anything. They just join. And when they join, they're given envelopes. <laughs> and the envelopes are to put the money in. They get excited when people join, not because they're coming to Christ, but because it's a possible paycheck. You know that to be true. Examine your church. Is your church becoming a cult? What the pastor tells you, every time you make a move, you got to let them know. And even more importantly, I was at a church where if you went out of town, the pastor would say, before you leave, make sure you drop your money off. That's a cult. That's a church that's been influenced by witchcraft where the people now have no control over their own lives. Aren't we supposed to teach the people to depend on God and the Holy Spirit and not on us? I, I, I tell people my goal is to preach myself and teach myself out of a job, meaning that you want to get the teaching because you love the teaching of God, but not because you feel I'm the only one that can teach it. Does your pastor say, don't go anywhere else, don't talk to your family members that's not saved, it's a disconnect from everybody that you love. Well, that's a church that's becoming under the fall of a cult of witchcraft. You have to remember, God didn't want you to disconnect from your family per se. He wanted you to win your family. You're never supposed to just follow the person and the person's personality. Another sign is, just think about this. If that pastor that you love so much and you worship so much and that you follow so much if they pass do you think your church will stay together and be just as vibrant 
or it's that pastor's personality, that pastor's way. It should be the teaching of that pastor that should be passed on to another person who takes the vision even further. And there should be no conflict. But when you're caught up into personalities, there's always going to be a conflict. And that's cultish. When the cult leader dies, the cult dies. But when a true church, when a church leader passes on or passes the baton, the church should continue to thrive and strive towards the goal of getting people saved and edifying the saints, saving the lost, going out here and taking care of those who people have forgotten and the church has forgotten. Man, real talk. What's your church doing? You just meeting Sunday, Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever, and you're just going to church, having a good time. And if one thing is done not the way it was done yesterday, you're all bent out of shape. That's another sign of a cult. When a tradition is broken, then everyone is offended and upset. But as long as we maintain our traditions and our cult, and we become insulary, it's all about us. It's never about anybody on the outside. And we really don't want nobody else in unless they conform to what we want them to do. That's a sign of a cult. And again, like I started off in the beginning, I talked about being in a cult that sometimes due to financial strains, good-willed pastors start leaning on cult control behavior mechanisms to bring people in line so that they can get the money they need to fund their vision. Could their vision be wrong? The answer is yes. Is there a way to tell? Not really. But I would say this. Use good financial judgment and decision-making processes when deciding whether to put your church in debt or not. I believe this is something that should be taken to the membership or the discipleship because it's their money that you're going to use. They should know what comes in and what goes out to what. Now, they are not micromanaging, but you should at least let them know what you're doing with their money. Now, if you're giving to a church and you go ask what we do and they're not willing to show you or the pastor's not willing to talk to you about what is being done with the funds that comes in, most likely you're in a cult-type situation. Things are being done strangely and behind closed doors. So these are things that you think about. People are leaving the church, you know, because they believe all the church wants is their money. And what we see on TV, I will come up to that conclusion too. I can't blame them. So I have to do something that's so radical, that's so different. I tell people who come visit our church to leave their wallets, wallets at home. I say, we don't want your money. We don't even have offering time. You might say, well, how do you get your, 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 your ministries get funded? Because we do have a lot of ministries and we have an international ministry also. Well, a wise older pastor who I respect very much in my city told my brother, minister, friend, this statement. He said, if you do good quality ministry, the people will want to give. So I took that a step further. If I do good quality ministry and show the people where their money is going and what it's going to, they will give. So we have a box in our church. Nothing fancy. It's not decorated. It just sits in front of the church and you can donate as you will. Do it as you choose as much as you want. And you can also give electronically. So it takes away the stigma that sometimes is around 
when offering time comes and you don't have. You give when you give. And guess what? I found out. People give more out of knowing where their money is going and out of taking away the stigma of competition during offering time. It is all, it's just from our church. It may not be for your church. Maybe your church does fine. But I found out when I was assistant pastor uh, to my bishop, he decided at that time, because we were low on funds, to have two offerings. And what we found out was the person who would give $20 at one offering, since they knew there was going to be two, maybe even three offerings, or if we had a special guest, all they would do is on Saturday before they come to church, go buy some gum with the 20, take the change, and be ready to give $5 at this one, $7 at that one, and maybe 8 at the next one. They would still give the same 20. They wouldn't give any more. They would just go divide their money up. Well, there's no good way to, to figure this out. Only things that I've experienced and learned. But people are leaving today because they think that we're about money and money only and not about saving souls. It's not really important the programs that you have. What's more important is that the Bible that you teach. I found out that it's best to gain disciples and or members through your Bible study and not even your Sunday, Sunday worship service. Because if the Bible study is good and the study of the Word of God is where the center, the center is the Word of God and Jesus, then everything around it will flourish even the more because the center is correct. So if a program stops, the person wouldn't leave because they came because of the program. They came because of Bible study. And I would be concerned if your church stopped having Bible study where a pastor feels that's not fruitful anymore. Again, I don't have any answers. I'm just telling you what I experienced as a pastor. So let me know what you think. You know you can contact me, W-I-T-M-I-N at yahoo.com. You can also contact me at Walking Truth Christian Fellowship Church on Facebook. Please listen to the Walk of Truth Radio on SoundCloud and Walk in Truth Word on Anchor Podcast. I do a daily podcast and sermons will be on SoundCloud. So again, you know, examine your church, examine yourself. Are you in a cult? Or are you in truly the body of Christ? Again, it's a slippery slope. Once you start heading that way due to money, it's hard to change because if you have any success, a practicing mind control, cultish uh, dynamics and ways, that leader may decide that's the way to go. And next thing you know, they're out of the will of God and into the will of Satan. This is Pastor Teacher Dr. James Sutton, Real Talk Weekend. I hope you to be encouraged. I want you to be blessed. I want you to examine your surroundings. And when you go to church, don't sit on the best part of your mind because you're trying to get in touch with the Spirit. It all works together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. And His purpose is that you are being conformed into the image of His only begotten Son. Peace. Peace.